For the month of February, we are doing a sermon series on the book of Jonah. Jonah is a very short book of the Bible. There's only four chapters. So for each Sunday in February, we deal with a whole chapter. The good news is, is that not only is the book short in chapters, but the chapters are short in verses. And so I believe there's only 47 or 48 total verses in the book. And today we will deal with 10 of them, all coming from Jonah chapter 2, as we continue in this sermon series, Jonah the Pouty Prophet. Hear now the word of the Lord. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying, I called to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. You cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight. How shall I look again upon your holy temple? The waters closed in over me. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped around my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought up my life from the pit. O Lord, my God. As my life was ebbing away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you and to your holy temple. Those who worship vain idols forsake their true loyalty, but I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Deliverance belongs to the Lord. Then the Lord spoke to the fish and it spewed Jonah out upon the dry land. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? God, we pray that we are able to to see some intersection between Jonah's story and our own. May your preacher be nothing more than just a vessel, an instrument of your grace. Amen. So how does one end up in the belly of a really big fish? Well, in Jonah's case, it was because he was disobedient. He was disobedient to God's call in his life to go to Nineveh, that great city. God says to Jonah, Jonah, you need to go to this great city and proclaim this word to the people of Nineveh. And Jonah, with his feet, says no, and he flees. He flees, and he finds himself on a boat, and there on the boat, there comes up this really big storm in the sea. It gets really rough, and all the people on the the ship's deck, they they are praying to their gods for the storm to calm, but not Jonah. Jonah is in the belly of the ship, and he is asleep. So the other people on the ship, they go and they wake him up. Jonah, 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 try calling out to your God so maybe the storm will stop. Long story short, you should have been here last week, so I don't have to recap. The storm doesn't stop until the people on the ship throw Jonah overboard. 
And then grace gobbles Jonah up in the form of a really big fish. Now, being swallowed up by a big fish, that, that probably doesn't sound like grace to you. But considering the fact that were it not for the fish, Jonah would have drowned, the fish's belly equals grace. And once in the belly of the fish, Jonah does what most of us would deem as an appropriate thing to do while in the belly of a fish. He prays. And in this moment, you would actually expect a, a prayer of desperation, but what you get is a prayer of thanksgiving. Jonah's formation as a Hebrew, it really shows here. It really shows here because what he prays is actually a psalm. It's a psalm of thanksgiving. But oddly, in his psalm of thanksgiving, Jonah makes several claims that simply are not true. For example, in verse 2, the beginning of his psalm of thanksgiving, Jonah says, I called to the Lord out of my distress. No, you didn't. Everybody else was calling out to their God. You were asleep. And then verse 3, you cast me into the deep, into the hearts of the seas. God didn't do that. The people on the ship did. <laughs> but God seems pleased with, with Jonah's psalm of thanksgiving even if Jonah was a little bit hypocritical. Sometimes we focus too much on having the right words so that we can communicate to God. We're having the, the right spirit or, or the right heart in prayer. When God just wants something, anything. I'm reminded of the writer Anne Lamott, who a lot of you are perhaps familiar with, who once rightly pointed out that when it comes to prayer, there are three great and faithful prayers. Help, thanks, and wow. From the depths of the ocean, from the depths of this really big fish, surrounded by darkness and and stomach acid, and whale mess, or really big fish mess, and what would seem to be his impending death, Jonah prays, and God hears. God always hears. To be sure, God always hears. And God hears your prayers as well. From the deep, dark places that you find yourself, from your places of descent and your places of ascent, God hears your prayers. And the case could be made that, that God actually heard the prayers of the really big fish as well. You know, we, we talk a lot about Jonah's perspective in the story because we can relate to him and his humanity. But, you know, silly us, seldom if ever do we ponder what the experience was like for the fish. If you've ever suffered from acid reflux, heartburn, 
indigestion, with the inability to digest something well. You know how this poor big fish was feeling, trying to cope with the digestion of God's unpredictable and pouty little prophet. So after hearing Jonah's prayer in the fish's prayer, God says to his angel of the deep, okay, I'm going to give you some relief. You can let him go. And after hearing God's word, after receiving this word from God, the big fish let out aloud, tum to tum tum tums. And Jonah was spewed out onto the dry land. And the actual Hebrew word used to describe what happens when the big fish spit Jonah out is a far, far more graphic uh, form of the word regurgitation. So there's Jonah on the seashore covered in whale mess. but delivered, delivered. It's gross, I know, it's gross. But it's deliverance. God has an uncanny way of delivering people from mess in ways that are messy. And sometimes it may be hard to discern what is mess and what is messy deliverance. So what say you? What do you have more of in your life right now? Mess or messy deliverance? They may look the same Sometimes they may feel the same, but one is something that you got yourself into, and the other is something that God is getting you out of because you need to get out of it. They both can make you feel tired, distressed, and icky. But one is good for you and a gift of God's grace, even if it is icky. The other is not. So how do we tell the difference? How do we tell the difference between mess of our making and messy deliverance? I guess it's one thing to say one is good for you and a gift of God's grace, while the other is something you've gotten yourself into because you're sinful and disobedient. But how do we tell which situation is which? Well, if we're honest with ourselves, like Jonah, we know when we've made a mess. If we have just the slightest bit of self-awareness and honesty, we know when we've made a mess. We know what our messes look like. But it's harder to determine whether all the other mess around us is deliverance or just the messy overflow coming from other areas. If only if only there was a way that we could communicate with God to have some assurance as to which one's which. I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that in this messy life that 
consists of navigating the troubled waters of our sinfulness and the reception of our minds, our bodies, and our spirits into the comfort of God's stable and redemptive dry land, we would do well to pray. Like Jonah. Right there in the mess, covered in the mess, surrounded by the mess, mess of our own making, the mess of our deliverance, and the mess that is the overflow of just being human and living life. Right there in the mess, just pray. Just pray with our stubbornness, our hypocrisy, our reluctance, our thanksgiving, our mess. Pray. Pray. And even if it's not a a psalm, even if all you can muster is help, thanks, Or, wow, God hears and God delivers. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all God's people say, amen.